This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 25. As a former classroom teacher, now homeschooling mom of five, I love to equip and encourage other homeschool families. So stick around to learn how to homeschool with Moxie. It's about embracing your journey and finding your groove. Show notes for today's episode can be found at 41more.com forward slash 25. This episode is brought to you by my podcast launch for teens. This online course is completely self-paced and it'll give your teens the opportunity to learn how to create and market their very own podcast. So if you want your teens to be creators and not just consumers of tech, then you should check out this course. You can find more at 41more.com forward slash podcast. So this is episode 25, and I want to ask you a question. Are your children who are homeschooled, are they apple trees or Christmas trees? Now, you might think that is the craziest question I've ever heard, and it really is, but it gets to the root of the issue when it comes to homeschooling, and I want to explain why you need to ask this question. So I came up with this topic for this episode because I reviewed a resource from Hewitt Homeschooling Resources, and I will link to it in the show notes. It's it's a binder called The Joy of Discovery, How to Teach with Unit Studies by Barbara Wagner. And it was a great resource. I highly recommend you look into it about how to create your own unit studies for your homeschool based on your kids' interests and passions and the topics they love, but still managing to hit the learning objectives that you want to make sure they learn for each different uh, grade level. Well, on page 37 of this resource, she quotes uh, Dr. Roy B. Zuck. She says he's an acclaimed teacher of teachers with more than 40 years of experience. And here is the quote from Dr. Zuck where I get this little question, are your children apple trees or Christmas trees? So follow along with this quote and see if you can see where I'm going with this. Here's the quote from Dr. Roy Zuck. He says, Students have not necessarily learned if they have only a mental apprehension of truth without actual experience of it. Facts not perceived, skills taught in isolation, and verbalisms presented to passive, unmotivated students fail to effect genuine growth. And then she goes on and quotes a little bit more from Dr. Zuck, and here's what he says. True learning is an inward experience through which the pupil appropriates to his own life and character the new knowledge, insight, attitude, or skill in living, which may be mediated to him by the educational process. He is like an apple tree, which puts forth its fruit because of the inner life which is flowing through it, unlike a Christmas tree, to which others fix tinsel, shiny balls, and lights, which are not really the tree's own, and never will be. Have you ever thought of it this way? 
Isn't it amazing? So are your children apple trees or Christmas trees? Are they apple trees which they're inwardly learning and appropriating and, and connecting the dots with things they're learning and and loving it? And then, or are they a Christmas tree where you're just like hanging stuff on them and saying, you need to know all these facts and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. I think it comes down to the difference between active and passive learning, doesn't it? Here's one more example to think about. It's the difference between learning a bunch of facts and actually knowing how to use them. So can you imagine if our kids were ready to learn how to ride a bike and we sat them down with workbooks and diagrams about how the bike works and the parts of a bike and they had to take quizzes uh, labeling the parts of a bike and then they had to know all the key words about a bike and gears and and the brake and whatever. And, you know, then we taught them the science behind it and how do you keep your balance? And then we, and then we gave them a big test at the end to see, did they learn everything there is to know about riding a bike? But in the end, can they actually ride the bike? Well, if they can't, then it was just all a waste. I mean, can you imagine if that's how we taught our kids how to ride a bike? No. How do we teach our kids how to ride a bike? We get them on the bike. You know, we let them experience it. They are so excited. They want to learn. They have that inward curiosity and desire to learn it. And we just work with them one-on-one and we we tailor our approach to the child. So does this child need more help? Does, can I be more hands-off? It's just, it really mimics how homeschooling should work. So here's a few points to keep in mind as you think about, is my child an apple tree or a Christmas tree? And I hope you've decided that it's better for them to be a living apple tree than a dead Christmas tree that's been cut down and you're just hanging stuff on it. It's better for them to have fruit that's coming out of this inward, um, really learning things, right? Really learning things and showing that fruit of learning rather than you just doing all the work and hanging all the tinsel and the balls on them. So I love this picture. I hope you can hang with me. Let's talk about a few points related to it. Here we go. So the first point to consider and making sure our children are more like living apple trees with fruit is to ask if they are active learners or passive. Does your homeschool um, tend toward encouraging active learning or passive learning? If your kids are constantly filling out worksheets, that's a that can be a very low-level passive learning. It looks like busy work. Now, I have blogged about how I don't use printables in my homeschool. That doesn't mean I never use a worksheet and my kids never fill out something. But I, on the whole, I don't like that to be the main way they do school because I feel like uh, worksheets are a byproduct of the traditional educational system where teachers need things to keep a class of 30 busy. They need a paper trail to show and say, look, we actually did school. Whereas when you're homeschooling, your kids don't need to fill out a worksheet, you know, picking the correct verb or underline the verb or writing in punctuation. I mean, can we not just actually write and write sentences and learn it as we use it? You know, there are ways to do this. Can Do my students have to actually fill out low-level worksheet questions about the history assignment they just read? Or could they actually narrate to me, you know, a paragraph about you know, the key thoughts of what they learned about this, this thing that happened in history. It's much more um, effective for your students to become active learners if they're not continually just doing busy work. And I find a lot of printables tend to go in that busy work 
section. So look for hands-on approaches rather than all passive, and narration is a great tool to use in your homeschool. And I know narration has scared me in the past because it's it's tied in with the Charlotte Mason homeschool method, and I'm not a total Charlotte Mason like I do it all her way, although I think she has a lot of value and I like a lot of what she says, but I feel like a failure sometimes because I'm not a like purist with Charlotte Mason homeschooling. But I still think anyone could use narration, even if you don't say I'm a Charlotte Mason homeschooler. So there are lots of hands-on, student-led, active ways for your kids to get involved in their learning that will make them more of an apple tree than a Christmas tree. And I will link to a bunch of resources for each of these points. So make sure you head on over to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 25. So that's point number one. Consider, are you pursuing active learning opportunities in your homeschool rather than only passive? Now, here's a little side note that I'm going to mention because um, I, I read a book recently, The Dyslexic Advantage, because one of my kids definitely has these kind of dyslexic struggles. And I've really learned so much about the way dyslexics process information. And one thing that I learned is they value connections. They really get stressed out about all those random facts and how many school subjects are presented as just a bunch of random facts. You know, history is presented that way. Even math facts feel that way. Science can feel that way. Almost anything. Grammar can feel like just this big list of rules and stuff you have to learn. And they process information through the from the top down. They want to see the big picture. How does it connect? And they actually really do well with those kind of connections. But most of the time when we're presenting information to our kids who may have dyslexia, we're not presenting it in that way that they can process best. We're presenting it in the traditional school way, which is just like a bunch of random facts and you better just see if you can memorize it all. Well, I just love the fact that if you are homeschooling, you can help your kids with dyslexia by connect, letting them connect the dots. So instead of that low-level passive, here's a, here's a pile of facts that you need to memorize, they can really get hands-on and learn about the connections and see the connections and experience them, and that's a better way for them to learn. So when you turn learning into an active Uh, participation level, then your dyslexic kids will have a much better time because they will be able to learn the way they learn best. So that's just a little side note there that I thought connected really well to the topic. Okay, here's the next point I wanted to mention. I think as homeschoolers, we can really get toward the apple tree version rather than the Christmas tree by really encouraging a love of learning, a love of, you know, how do I learn versus let's tick the box. We need to just learn all these skills. Standardized testing is the goal of education, right? That's the way the traditional school is. The traditional school is not encouraging a love of learning. They're encouraging uh, ticking off the box and we've got to teach to the test because the goal of education in that classroom is the test. It really has become that sad to say. But when you are homeschooling your kids, you can 
encourage that love of learning. And how do you do that? Well, you allow your kids to be active. You allow them to be hands-on. You take the way they learn best and allow them to use that. Not every kid learns best in a with a textbook and reading the information. Some kids need to be that kinesthetic learner where they are acting out the history lesson or they have their hands dirty with the science experiment. They just don't want to read about the science. They want to really experiment with it and learn about it hands-on. So I think we can show our kids how to love learning by not being so um, strict and structured that they can't go off on rabbit trails and go down paths of really pursuing things they love. So if you have kids that are just totally into, you know, the ocean and sea creatures, hey, do that unit study on that. Do that, pursue all the avenues until they're tired of that topic. I think that's a great way for our kids to be that apple tree because they're taking that, that passion's coming from inside of them and they're going to learn to love learning because they've homeschooled. So that's just another point I wanted to mention. So as we wrap up, I guess the last point I thought of in this um, little little episode was that your kindergarten through eighth homeschool can look very different from a traditional K through eight traditional model. And I think it needs to. I don't think that we need to feel like we need to do school at home, that we need to do every subject evenly, that it all needs to be so structured and textbook driven. That's not to say that you can't use textbooks and structure if that's how you guys do the best kind of work. But I don't think a lot of us fit into that mold. So I want to give you permission to break out of that mold. Kindergarten through eighth grade, your kids will never master everything. They need the tools of learning. They need the tools of math and the tools of language. But other than that, you want them to experience all sorts of topics in science and history and art and music and all these things. And you can do that and and just really encourage that love of learning in your homeschool. I admit that once you get to high school, it can be a little trickier, especially if you're trying to meet transcript and diploma, you know, um, things that you need to hit credit hours and that kind of thing. But it can still be passion-driven. You can still really include a lot of electives with your high schoolers that are included, you know, have their passions and their interests and their hobbies and their what they want to pursue you know, in later in life, it can still be tailored to them in their homeschool experience in high school. So I guess I'm just encouraging you to think outside the box, give yourself permission not to do traditional school at home and find ways where your kids can be that apple tree, where that growth is just naturally coming out because kids love to learn. And a lot of time the the traditional system just really ruins their love of learning. So don't let them be that Christmas tree where you're just throwing all the stuff on them, you're doing all the work and they're just sitting there taking it, encourage them to be the apple tree and find ways that you can make that happen in your homeschool. So I hope this has been helpful. I'll, I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 25. I'd love to hear from you in the meantime. Do you have a question for me? You can email me at abby at 41more.com. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling. <laughs>